0: Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Happy Thursday. How in the heck are you doing? We're going to get a little tactical today, friend. I'm very excited. This is a concept concept tool this is a thing that we talk about in decision coaching in the decision masters program a lot and i want to share it with you because it is so dang useful we're going to talk about how to consciously prepare for a challenging conversation or challenging situation because you know they might happen once every blue moon in your life and it would be so nice to feel like you had tools To just not make a big freaking deal about it, but go in feeling a little more prepared. Feeling like you can maybe have the experience you want. Maybe get what you want. Maybe feel a little more grounded and present and confident and less like a stress ball that's like full of anxiety and maybe doesn't accomplish what you want. So this is kind of a crash course in this concept that we teach in the Decision Masters Program. And it can be applicable to anything that you consider a potentially challenging conversation or situation. It doesn't have to be definitively challenging by anybody else's standards, okay? If you find like a Tuesday night dinner with your in-laws challenging, that counts. You could use this tool for that. If you find a conversation with your neighbor potentially challenging because you're afraid of them and they're bossy, that's fine. Use this tool. (laughs) It can work in professional situations, personal situations. It's so, so handy. So I'm going to walk you through what I want you to consider when you're looking ahead at this thing you think is going to be a challenge. And if you want to get crafty, you can write it out. I always find this to be super helpful. It's a lot of what we do in coaching as well. We just kind of help you organize your thoughts by not making your mind responsible for holding and organizing and producing and reconciling all of your thoughts. So put it on paper if that makes it easier. You can make three columns, and one is going to say objectives, and one is going to say intentions, and one is going to say tactics. This is the stuff that you're going to figure out before you go into this potentially challenging conversation or situation. And we're going to start with objectives because that's the best place to start, okay? What in the frickin' frack are you there to do? What is the verb that you are there showing up in this conversation, in this situation to accomplish? Examples of objectives in a conversation can be inform someone of something, ask permission for something, ask for feedback on something, ask a question, get information, explore options, decide something. notice how these are super, super simple sounding, and they all start with a very clear verb, inform, ask, explore. For a situation, you can also decide your objective. What's the point of me going to this thing or being in this situation? Create a connection. Reinforce my self-concept. That's good for networking when you're like, I don't want to go to this thing because it sounds hard and unpleasant. But I'm practicing thinking of myself as this new professional because I changed careers. Or I'm practicing introducing myself as this person. I'm practicing letting people know this is what I do or this is what I'm up to. That's a fantastic objective for those networking events because you're reinforcing your self-concept, right? That's what you're there to do. Other situational objectives can be take a break, (sighs) enjoy not working. See this particular one person. Here's why we want to get super clear on the objective and make it very, very simple. It's how you stay on track. It's how you show up knowing what you want and giving yourself the highest chance of getting it. It also gives you somewhere very clear to come back to when things have gone off track. Either the conversation has tangentialized itself (laughs) when you are no longer talking about the thing that you were supposed to be talking about. Or when maybe your own mind drama has gotten in the way and you've forgotten why you showed up to a conversation or situation. When you know what you're there for and it is so, so freaking stinking clear and simple in your mind, I am here to inform these people of this. I am here to create connections and that's it. It gives you somewhere to go back to when you need to redirect because nothing is going to go exactly how we plan 100% 100% of the time, right? I mean, it would be great. It would be great if everything just followed our preferences, but it probably won't and that's fine. We need to give ourselves an easy way to get back to, why are we here? What do we want? And getting really clear on your objective is how you're going to know how this thing went. Cause don't forget our ever loving brains are super critically inclined to put it kindly. It's really easy to leave a conversation or a situation and go immediately into judging how you failed, why it was a failure, why it wasn't good, what went wrong. And we want to set up metrics ahead of time so we can know, was it a failure or did I do exactly what I came here to, which was to inform these people, like inform my boss that my workload needs to change. Did I do that? Yes. All right. Well, I kind of just did what I said I was going to do. It's also very important and very useful to spend some energy on this. I can feel really hard, but I promise it's worth it because it keeps you from going in with no objective. Because if you don't know what you're there for, how hard are you making it for you to succeed? (laughs) How easy are you making it to feel like it's just a failure or a waste of your time? Whatever happens. I see this a lot with people going to work situations, either if it's like a work event or social events or family events, things that we can get like relegated to this category of life things where it's just like, I have to check that box. I have to do this. I have to do this because my boss expects it or it's always been on the calendar or this is what our family always does at Thanksgiving. And that's no objective. You don't feel like you're there to do anything but check a box. And, oh my gosh, if, if nothing gets us out of bed in the morning with a spring in our step like checking a box, I don't know what does, right? That's not what we're here to do. That's not motivating. Oh, I can't wait to fly across the country and go to this conference or go to this family function to check this box. Sign me up. Let's get a latte on the way. No, you need to know why you choose to care. Why do you choose to show up in this challenging conversation or situation so that you don't just have no objective? It's going to make that challenging conversation or situation more meaningful and a better use of your limited time and energy, which is exactly what we're here to do. Use our time and energy in ways that interest us at all. Getting clear on your objective is also going to keep you from having a vague objective. If you kind of know what your plan is for dinner, you can kinda start cooking, I guess, and see what happens, but that is going to be a much harder and messier cooking experience with a questionable dinner outcome. Think about the difference between, I don't know, I'm just gonna start and see what happens, how much mental energy that takes and how many things you end up starting over or throwing out and how satisfied you are with the end result. I mean, maybe you're a brilliant improvisational chef, in which case change this example. But <laughs> for me, I know that putting the tiniest bit of effort into thinking first makes all the difference and how easy it is to execute and how satisfying the end result is. So we 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 need to stop going into Conversations and situations, especially the ones we think are going to be a challenge, with a vague objective. This also is going to help you not have an impossible objective. This is the other big problem that I see. People go in into things with the objective of get someone to agree with me, or make them understand me, or have them like my idea. I want you to imagine showing up to a basketball game, and you're. In charge of your team, and you're going to play another team. How sense-making is it to have your plan, your game plan, be make the other team be bad today? Have their defense be poor? Why would we plan on that instead of focusing on how you're going to show up on defense? What's your plan? Sure, we can hope that they're bad today. We can hope that their defense sucks. We can hope that the people on the other side of the table like our idea. But going in with the objective of have them like my idea, make them agree with me, not effective, not the most effective, because you're ignoring everything that you have control of. I just want you to think about how much easier it's going to be to get what you want, to accomplish what you want when you have a clear objective. Because think about how often you've known what you wanted. I want my work schedule to change. I have a few clients dealing with this right now. Like their workload needs to change. But when you go into a conversation that feels kind of challenging, it feels like, ugh, I might, it might be hard to say what I want and it might be hard to receive the reaction from this person who can be temperamental and unpredictable or whatever. You might not act on your objective. You might know I need my workload to change or I need to tell the family I'm not hosting Thanksgiving this year. Personal, professional, doesn't matter. You might know that, but you might not act on your objective if you don't give yourself a clear objective to lean on. I don't want you to waste your time and make it harder to get what you want by going into this conversation and saying like, "Uh, what are your thoughts on my workload? When your objective is not get someone's opinion on your workload, it's inform them my workload is unsustainable and it needs to change. Because you're going to make that conversation last three freaking weeks longer than it needs to if you go in and say, well, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't, I guess I could try the things that you're saying. And then you have to go back the next week and say, yeah, I don't know. It's not working. Do you think maybe it's time for a change? And then you have to go back the next week and say, I just think maybe it needs to change when really we can save ourselves all that time and bother by knowing here's my objective. I'm not here to get any opinions. Maybe we'll have a conversation, right? (laughs) (laughs) But the objective is not get so-and-so's feedback on my workload. It's inform them my workload's unsustainable. Same thing with the family conversations. You could say, I don't know, thinking maybe, what are your thoughts on Thanksgiving this year? Because we might have thoughts. "Mm, How long is that conversation going to take? How clear is it going to be that we need to find a different solution because I'm not hosting? So this is the first habit I want you to start training your brain for? What's my objective? It can be a challenge. I'm not going to lie to you. And it, it might sound like it's super easy. Yeah, go in, ask a question. But this is why we walk through this process together so often in coaching because it is a challenge to think of something that seems simple, is within your sphere of control, and is genuine. It's authentic because you would probably not be surprised once you start doing this how hard it is to think of things that are genuinely motivating for you. Like we're doing a lot of things out of box checking and I know that it's working for you because you still have your job, your family still loves you, like you're you're doing it, you're checking lots of boxes, but I know it's not as satisfying and fulfilling as it could be to take a little more ownership over why in the heck am I choosing to do this? So it's a challenge, I wanna validate that, but it's such a good habit to start training your brain to think about what is my objective here and making it super simple and super clear. And the fun thing is it's going to trickle down into your everyday life to help you see little ways to take easier, faster shortcuts to stuff you want. I have to give you this example because it just happened yesterday. We were going to a birthday party and I phrased a sentence to my husband in a way that illustrates what we're not doing here. Because I said, should we pick up a bottle of champagne on the way? What do you think my objective sounded like in that instance? This wasn't even a challenging conversation. It was just in passing, but I'm illustrating a point. Stay with me. (laughs) The objective sounds like get Kenny's opinion on if we should get a bottle of champagne on the way. That was not my objective. My objective was inform Kenny, we will be stopping for a bottle of champagne. I didn't need to ask his opinion. I didn't need to know his thoughts. I was clear on what I wanted to do, but I didn't insert that tiny little moment of, what's my objective here? And then we ended up having this like run around conversation that lasted, I don't know, two minutes, but we didn't each, he was like, I don't know, do we need to? And I was like, I don't I don't know, I think we should. And he was like, well, I don't think we need to do anything. And I was like, looked up the invite and they said, yeah, bring anything you want. And then I caught myself and I was like, why are we having this dumb conversation? <laughs> and I was like, oh, because I phrased this incorrectly. I wasn't clear on my objective. I just want to buy a bottle of champagne on the way. I just want to bring her champagne. And that would have made everything so much easier. And we would have gotten where we were going so much faster. So this is something I want you to look forward to. Like this idea of just knowing What is my objective? And then being able to recognize when something feels muddy or harder than it needs to be, it might be like, oh, because I didn't figure out my objective, which is so helpful to get you back to where you need to go. I also give you this example because none of us are ever going to be perfect with this. We are not using this whole objective intention tactic tool to avoid imperfection and have completely frictionless experiences for the rest of time. No. But it's a tool and it's going to make things easier and we're still not going to do everything perfectly okay so that's all fine so that's part number one get clear on your objective okay in the second column you're going to figure out what are my intentions this is how you want to show up so the objective is what's the verb you're there to do the intention is how do i want to show up so examples in a conversation could be i want to be professional compassionate confident i want to stand in my authority I want to stay connected. I want to be present. Objectives for a situation could be, I want to have fun. I want to stay open. I want to have whatever experience I want to have. Sometimes the easiest way to get to your intentions is to think about how you don't want to show up. We are usually very clear on what we don't want to do. I don't want to spend this entire meeting over apologizing. I don't want to spend this entire dinner or conference or being miserable the whole time. I don't want to present myself as an amateur. I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to network, make a new connection. It's totally okay to start there and think about, okay, what do I not want? And then use that to figure out what's the opposite of that. What do I want? And that's what you're going to put in your intentions column, okay? So the only rule for the intentions column is make sure it's positively phrased because it's really difficult to walk into a room full of negatively phrased intentions. Okay, don't be a weirdo. Don't be quiet. Don't be closed off. Don't be distracted. Don't be this. And it's like, okay. I always use that the example for that of like, if you went into a grocery store with a list of stuff not to buy, (laughs) how easy is that shopping trip going to be? You're wandering around the grocery store like, okay, I don't buy Oreos, don't buy Oreos. It's like, what are we here for, folks? So give yourself a positively phrased list of intentions. And why do we care? Why is this going to help you? Because you're either going to achieve your objective or not. Okay, the objective is helpful because it gives you somewhere to go. We have a destination. We have GPS points to get there. But there may be, as we like to say here in the decision master's world, surprises and failures and feelings that come up and keep things from going exactly how you want them to go. So in our continual effort to accept the things that we cannot control, we have to balance that out with doubling down on what we can control. Showing up as who you want to be in the world is within your control. And it's one of those things that's going to help you feel the most empowered, the most genuinely you, the most in charge of what's happening in your life. Yum, yum, yum. So we need to embrace even tiny opportunities to decide, how do I want to show up here? So we feel more and more like we're being who we want to be and living the life we want to live. So this habit of training your brain to think about what's my intention, what are my intentions, is going to trickle down too. This is going to be how you get to the end of a long few months where you're busy and you're going through your own stuff and you still get to be happy with how you were a friend to someone else. This little habit of thinking about your intentions is going to be how you get to look back on a holiday season and think, I enjoyed that at all, rather than, oh crap. I was stressed and manic for six straight weeks again, and I missed it. Dang. Just this teeny tiny bit of intentionality, which I have to reiterate is not perfection. You're not setting up rules for yourself to follow. You're giving thought to the person you want to be so that we minimize these moments in our lives where we look back on something and think, oh, that's not who I wanted to be. I don't want to be a complainer. I don't want to be a stressed out manic person for weeks at a time. I don't want to be... Somebody who just spent the last however much weeks, months checking boxes and not even noticing like the opportunity to enjoy something or experience something. So that's intentions. Now all you have to do, and this is kind of optional, is figure out your tactics. Tactics are a super handy column to fill out. If there's anything logistically that will help you achieve your objective and follow through on your intention. It's any specifics. And again, this is optional, but this is where you get to take advantage of the data you have about people, about yourself, about situations to give yourself higher chances of succeeding at what you want, what you want to achieve and who you want to be. Let me give you some examples. If you want to talk to your boss about a change to your workload, and you know, as many studies show is the truth, With a lot of people, you know your boss is really cranky before lunch and at the end of the day because they haven't eaten and they're faster to make negative decisions. Maybe your tactic is talk to them first thing or talk to them after they've eaten. It's a super simple tactic. Let's say you're going to set a boundary with a friend and you know you have a tendency to kind of skirt around difficult, potentially confrontational, vulnerable feeling things and you're worried you're not actually going to do it. You're going to like wait till she changes the subject. Your tactic can be start the conversation with this exact phrase. This is kind of uncomfortable for me, but I'd love if we could talk about a request I have. Or if there's a specific phrase that you know will be a cushion statement to open the conversation that feels potentially challenging. Those are your tactics. If you're at a work thing and you don't think it's going to be particularly enjoyable, but you've gotten clear on the objective that you're there for, Here's what I'm here to do. Here are my intentions and how to show up. You might give yourself some really specific, super simple tactics to have the experience you want. My tactic is find this one person that I enjoy talking to, spend most of my time with them, and leave as soon as I'm done. That could be my tactic. You can set up your tactic like what's going to make it easiest for me to have the experience I want? Don't stay an extra hour and a half out of obligation. That's the tactic. So you can get creative. So let's recap. I know we covered a lot and I could spend a whole other episode on just examples of how you could use this in your work or or personal lives, but the bones of this tool are going to serve you over and over again if you practice them. And like I said, they'll trickle down into your everyday life to help you spot opportunities to make more empowered decisions, to create more of the results and situations that you want. And be more of the person that you intentionally, authentically want to be, which is just going to feel better. And that's what we're here to do. So let's recap. You're going to clarify your objective for whatever conversation or situation you're going into. What's the verb you're there to do? Make sure you remind yourself of this before you go in so that you feel like you're really supported by your own decisiveness here, okay? This is your decision-making superpower. Let it help you. What are your intentions? How do you want to be? How do you want to feel? What's going to help you have the experience that you want to have? And then any tactics, any tiny little logistics that are going to make it easier to get what you want, to feel how you want, to be who you want. Yum, yum, yum. (laughs) I don't know why that's my catchphrase of this episode, but I don't know. It is what it is. I hope you try this tool out. Because it's really going to make you feel more equipped to go into conversations where you can't really control all of the elements and you can't really control what the outcomes are going to be. But you can feel more grounded in what you're doing and who you're being. And that's going to make you make more decisions that you like that serve you. And that's obviously what we're all about here. So please let me know if you try this and how it goes. And have a beautiful day. Hey there, quick question. How easy does it feel to say no to requests or invites that you really don't want to agree to? Hmm, not so much. If you find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to do over and over, or putting yourself through agony just to get to a no, and then feeling super guilty and maybe even doing it anyway, you're going to love The Crash Course on How to Say No. You can get it for free right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. You'll get a complete PDF workbook with two whole pages of example sentences at the end, literally how to say no to requests and invites, and an 11-minute crash course video training that simplifies. The whole overwhelming shenanigans of saying no. So you can do it without being a terrible person, ruining a relationship, or ending up doing the thing anyway. Go get it now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. Enjoy!